The Nonprofit Happy Hour. A weekly look at Portland's nonprofits and do gooders with interviews, music, and documentaries. You're listening to the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X Ray FM, brought to you by the Media Institute for Social Change public interest media lab that works to inspire, empower, and engage emerging media producers. Learn more online at mediamakingchange.org. I'm Rachel Miller-Howard. On today's show, we bring you a conversation with one of the 2018 Skidmore Prize winners, Chris Bailey, who is a micro-enterprise developer at Hacienda CDC and oversees daily operations at the Portland Mercado. This is Phil Bussey. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour on X-Ray FM. I am joined in the studio today by Chris Bailey, who is uh, with Hacienda, but more more specifically with uh, Portland Mercado and one of the 2018 Skidmore Prize winners. Congratulations. Oh, Phil, thank you so much, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, you're, you're a micro-enterprise developer. Mm, is, is that how you would describe yourself? Yeah, I mean, I myself am a owner of a micro enterprise, so I'm very much tied to to small business and entrepreneurship initiatives. So, my role as a developer kind of echoes a lot of the um, just the tenets of small business. Yeah, I want to talk about that a, a little bit. I mean, so you're you're both sort of the player and a coach uh, in <laughs> in that you have your own business, but you're also coaching other businesses, and and so that we can tie it in for our listeners, uh, Portland Mercado. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to miss. Super colorful, mm-hmm. but in case people don't know where it is and what it is, uh, tell us. Yes. So the Port Mercado is located on uh, Foster Road and Seventy Second in Southeast Portland. Uh, you're correct. It's a very colorful building. A lot of people, as they drive by it, recognize the um, the row of food carts in the front. But that just kind of like scratched the surface. You know, there's a a Latin market hall behind. That houses our commissary kitchen, so it's an incubator for many businesses that use our facilities year-round to launch products, to kind of bolster their operations, whether it's with farmer's markets or vendor fairs. And we have a total of 19 um, in-house businesses at the Mercado between the food carts and the uh, facility. And so, so is that a is that an incubator then, or is this, uh, how is that working? Yes, so uh, the Mercado, the site and the services um, serve as an incubator to many businesses. It also serves the purpose of, you know, say a business wants some, you know, accessible low barrier commissary space for their, you know, business they've been running for several years. We have that availability too, but we always prioritize uh, what we do as a, as a small business incubator. And and uh, incubator uh, sort of notes that there may be a time frame on that. Uh, is, is that right? Is, I mean, is this a, they get six months and uh, to incubate through, or, or is it sort of more when they're ready to leave the nest, then they go? That's a great question. It really just kind of depends on the business. Um, we have um, a menu of services that if a business were interested in our more long-term services, we kind of have a time frame of three years. But, you know, that kind of just depends on the situation. You know, there are always a variety of variables that kind of happen when you launch your business. And also, I mean, it just kind of ties to what kind of business 
you're trying to launch? I mean, we work mostly in food, but that encompasses so much. Are you trying to start a food cart? Are you trying to go brick and mortar? Um, I do a lot with the packaged goods side. Uh, I do own a couple packaged goods companies, and a lot of my experience is tied to that kind of uh, research and development. And 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 so, what are some of the current uh, um, incubies right now that that um, that are ready to launch? So uh, our recent wave of packaged food companies that have uh, found themselves on a lot of the store shelves in Portland and beyond include a couple of Mercado tenants, um, Ka Market. They own the uh, uh, store and the meat counter. They've been known for years for their uh, salsas that they make in the Mercado. Uh, they finally uh, launched this year in Market of Choice and New Seasons. So it's a big deal. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, you if you were to sit in the market hall – uh, any given day, you know, and just kind of watch that salsa case where they sell their salsas. They just, you know, the turns are just so frequent. So they have a, a huge following with their salsas. So to take that next next step and be distributed around town is just so tremendous. So cost salsas, uh, we have a Haitian food cart owned by a wonderful woman named Mathilde Wilson. She's launching a line of products uh, under the name Mathilde's Kitchen uh, that reflect the cuisine that she served uh, in her cart. And actually, that's a great example of the food carts at the Mercado being kind of a, a testing site for products. Um, her first product is a uh, roselle, which is kind of like a hibiscus flower and ginger brew that she served out of her cart. Now she's bottling it. It's in New Seasons. It's in Tender Loving Empire. Um, so it's going tremendously well. And and what when these first-time business owners or first-time what what is a what is a common mistake that you need to coach them through? Um, I don't know if it's so much a, a mistake, but just um, just being able to work with them to kind of like reach patience in working with retailers. Um, a lot of these businesses and the entrepreneurs are coming from, uh, say, you know, service or other types of food service um, where it's very direct in terms of like engagement with your customer. When you start transitioning into interacting with a grocery buyer, um, a lot of your conversation might happen uh, via online, a p- online portal, email, uh, and there might be gaps in communication. You know, grocery stores work on just different schedules. Um, just, you know, kind of reinforcing that this is just kind of how it works um, and not to be discouraged. It, it reflects a very, like, next to none on your uh, capabilities as a business owner. And and I want I want to talk more uh, specifically about uh, Portland Mercado and so now talk to me about that that neighborhood that neighborhood is is changing that neighborhood is has uh, not necessarily traditionally been uh, um, it has economically struggled mm-hmm. at times but that is changing and are most the uh, business owners you're working with are they coming from that immediate location. It's a mix. Okay. You know, I think a lot of the the businesses that kind of come through our pipeline, they might hear about the Mercado uh, as they search for commissary space. Um, commissary space is kind of hard to come by because, you know, starting a food business in Portland is, like, very popular. I mean, it's a very great ecosystem to launch a business. So we see businesses um, from that immediate area, East Portland, Gresham, Beaverton Hillsboro, um, North Portland, it just kind of depends. Yeah. And and are, is there an application process to do? You, do you have more d- 
demand than you have uh, ability to to accommodate? You know, it really, our team is small but mighty. So we kind of, it's kind of, we take it by case by case based on our availability and also the the kind of kitchen availability. The kitchen time is really just kind of tied to season now. Uh, in the summertime, it's just, you know, greatly busy. Um, but as far as onboarding, we always recommend an interested business to have a one-on-one -on -one session with uh, a microenterprise developer such as myself or a team member to kind of get a feel for what we do. And if they're interested in working with us, we offer a bilingual um, entrepreneur boot camp to kind of like get people thinking about what's going to take to kind of launch their idea into a retail-ready product or a service. So that's kind of the point where we really kind of get uh, a fuller understanding of how this working relationship can uh, proceed. And then from there, they have the ability to apply for um, long-term advising. And, and, and in the boot camp, uh, is there something that you find yourself common, like most often saying to people? Oh, so I, I like to present on um, product development. So in that focused talk, I just say, hey, you know, always get feedback. Um, you know, it can be intimidating for someone to take their idea or maybe a family recipe and put it out there in the public, kind of throw it out there uh, for everyone to give feedback. But, you know, it's important to start um, testing your product, getting feedback on everything from, you know, flavor to, to texture to packaging early on in the process uh, to kind of clear as many variables as possible um, before it hits the shelf. Uh, and, and, and because this is a, a, a working through a nonprofit, I imagine that there's some uh, public interest, social justice that's, that's at work here. This is not just about, uh, or, or maybe it is, about getting new flavors and different types of food out there. I mean, I, I'm assuming that there's something about economic independence that is uh, also underneath all of this. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the work is tied to creating opportunities through uh, starting a business, uh, engaging the community. A lot of our work is supported by Prosper Portland, uh, and we are part of a, a larger inclusive business resource network. So we're able to interface with uh, similar like-minded agencies in the city. It's got to be intimidating for some of these people. Though. I mean, that, that you're putting a lot on the line, not just uh, whether somebody will like grandma's recipe, and, and, but, but also I, there's a certain vulnerability of starting your own business. And, you know, and, and, and if you're not coming necessarily from uh, a, a really great uh, economic stability, that has to be extra intimidating. There can be added pressure, absolutely. And through our services that we offer, we, we try to definitely assist in whatever ways we can. In addition to one-on-one -on -one advising, uh, technical assistance, we do have some um, opportunities for you know, match savings IDAs, lending circles, just to kind of help um, make the lift a little lighter for the entrepreneur. Chris Bailey is a 2018 Skidmore Prize winner as part of Willamette Week's Give Guide and works at Portland Mercado. Now, you, you brought in a, a, a different song that we don't normally play on our show. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I chose um, Luis Fonzi, Daddy Yankee, and Justin Bieber, uh, Despacito. And uh, this is the first time a Justin Bieber song is being played on, on your airwaves. Is, oh, played on our, our show. show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and perhaps on X-ray, yeah. <laughs> it's tied to uh, a real interesting time at the Mercado. Um, it was the end of summer 2017, so I was kind of wrapping my first summer as a staffer at the Mercado, and this is when the fires were just roaring and, and raging. And um, 
the grounds of the Mercado kind of felt like a mildly apocalyptic between the, um, the smoke, uh, the ash that was raining. Uh, we have a food cart uh, called Que Bacano, which does uh, wonderful Colombian food. It's the red cart that faces closest to the market hall. They've got a speaker system that they, they just blare all day. Um, and our office, the staff office, is kind of on the top floor of the corner that faces Que Bacano. Our, our AC was broken, unfortunately, so we had to have the window open. Um, and during that whole time, um, the music was playing. And I, I swear, like, uh, over that stretch of um, that summer, we literally heard Despacito probably like 10 times a day. Um, but it was so important because that was a time where, um, you know, I mean, the town was, you know, dealing with these environmental factors uh, at the Mercado. You know, we were kind of galvanizing to support one another through a period that business was being hard hit. Um, people weren't coming out, understandably. So we just had to work together to kind of like work through that. I don't know that Bieber fever has ever been applied to community organizing, but here we go. <laughs> Y es que esa belleza es un rompecabezas, pero para montarlo aquí tengo. 
despacito. Quiero respirar tu cuello despacito. Deja que te diga cosas al oído. Para que te acuerdes si no estás conmigo. Despacito. Quiero desnudarte a besos despacito. Firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto. Y hacer de tu cuerpo todo un manuscrito. This is how we do it down in Puerto Rico. I just wanna hear you screaming, ay bendito. I can go forever cuando esté contigo. This is Phil Bossy. It's the Nonprofit Happy Hour. I'm joined in the studio with Chris Bailey, who works at Portland Mercado and is one of the 2018 Skidmore Prize winners. Um, I want to talk about you for a bit. So you you grew up in Oahu. Yes. And you grew up, uh, uh, I understand, with your your mom and your grandma had a restaurant? Mom and my aunt. Mom and yeah. your aunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and um, what's your favorite spice flavoring? So... <laughs> Growing up in Hawaii, uh, my mom had just a wealth of, of spices and fruits growing in her backyard. There was a lemongrass uh, bush that was in her backyard that's still there, that's older than myself. And it's still there, and wherever I go back to visit them, I like to grab a stalk and just kind of like rub it in my hands and smell it. And I mean, that's such a fixture of the type of cuisine I grew up with on my mom's side and her, her restaurant that she uh, ran with my aunt. Um, and that was an important part of my life growing up. I mean, because it tied my interest in food, but also I got to see how small business created opportunity for these two women. And 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 you then uh, came to Portland uh, to to attend Lewis and Clark. Why yes. why did you pick Lewis and Clark College? So actually, I have a lot of family on my father's side, extended family that are kind of scattered around the Northwest. So Portland was kind of a second home. Um, Portland, all the way out to Troutdale. That's where my grandparents lived for for a while. Um, I just knew. I knew that was the place I wanted to uh, go. Some school that was small, close proximity to the city of Portland, that I was uh, able to really kind of figure out what I wanted to do at that point in my life. And then, and, and then you started a successful food business yourself, or, or you've started two. Uh, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, maybe Pazuli? Pozole. Pozole. To the people, Mm -hmm. explain what that is. So pozole is a classic Mexican soup, stew, that has chilies, hominy, and usually it has like a meat stewed in, like a pork or a chicken. So pozole to the people is a meat-free starter um, that has the hominy. We use uh, organic hominy from Three Sisters. They're a a Portland-based tortilla maker and organic chilies. So the idea of it, I mean, it's basically one of those products that encourage people to kind of get back around the table. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those dishes growing up that I enjoyed uh, on Sundays with my family, just gathered around. It was a period where we just kind of had to stop and slow down and just kind of catch up. And and, and you also have a uh, bloom caramel. Yep. 
So that is a kind of in the, the vein of doing products that are accessible to everyone based on their kind of diet and their, their preferences. It is dairy-free, gluten-free. Uh, we use organic coconut milk as the base. Um, yeah, that's, that's just a fun one. Um, it's been going well. Uh, one of the flavors of Bloom is up for a good food award this year. So, yeah, just exciting times. So, so why why help others? I mean, why why not uh, just run your business? This is this these are two different gears that you need to shift between. I, I assume of running your own business and 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 promoting your own products and then turning around and helping other people with their businesses. Well, you know, Phil, actually, I'd say there is a surprising amount of overlap in kind of my role as micro enterprise developer and entrepreneur because I find myself learning something new every day from these businesses that are going out and launching products. Um, you know, I have a couple lines of products, but they only touch certain categories. So in working with the entrepreneur that's launching a bottled beverage where their turns are much higher in their category and the shelf space is much more competitive, I get to learn through their experience um, so we can have the conversation. Uh, and then they become thought leaders in their community. In fact, I mentioned like a Matilde Wilson who has launched successfully her bottled beverage line. I'm currently this week um, stepping into our incubator kitchen with another entrepreneur that's trying to um, extend his uh, pina colada business into doing um, organic pina colada mixes. So that's kind of like a, an area where Matilde can be looped in to like have conversations with this gentleman to talk about like what kind of pain points or what kind of strengths she's experiencing. And, and, and so all this has translated into, well, not all that. I mean, you've been, you've been uh, recognized for all your great work uh, with the Skidmore prize. It's a, uh, it's surreal. It's an honor. Um, I definitely can't do this alone. You know, the whole project of the Mercado uh, in the three and a half years, it's been operating on that site. And even the years before when it was still an idea, um, it was always tied to community, whether it's the community of uh, microenterprise developers and also the community of entrepreneurs. And and I would think that uh, and you've met the other Skidmore Prize winners. I have, That's, yes. How has that uh, redefined the community that you're also existing in? I mean, because you're you're obviously existing in the the Portland Mercado uh, community, but but uh, this this puts you also in the community of nonprofit workers. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think when I first met. Uh, the fellow Skidmore winners, um, just realizing how many common threads were there and ways that we could work together and collaborate. Um, even uh, someone like Jenny Glass, who heads the Rosewood Initiative, their headquarters are out by this uh, tremendous market called Sukas out there on Stark. Um, it's a place I've been going to for quite some time. And now I realize that, okay, there's this extra fold of you know, intrigued to the neighborhood and what Rosewood has been doing. And now I know someone, I know her staff now by extension, about all the work they do. And a lot of our community um, live out toward East Portland or Gresham. So, okay, like, hey, how can we continue the conversation on from there? Chris Bailey is one of the 2018 Skidmore Prize winners and uh, works at Portland Mercado as a micro micro enterprise developer. Thank you so much for coming in. And just finally... Um, Last, uh, just a food recommendation to entice somebody to, to head out to Portland Mercado for a meal. So that's a great question, Phil. I'd recommend, you know, come bring your family or friends and get something from every cart. I mean, kind of make a run uh, of it. Um, we are uh, bringing on some new carts. Um, Got to give a plug to La Arepa. 
which is a Venezuelan cart that uh, operated on 52nd and Foster for a few years. They finally kind of came up the street and are joining our Mercado Familia, which is exciting. And then as a team, we're working with um, a woman that's launching a Peruvian cart uh, next month. Wonderful. Chris, thank you so much. Phil, thank you. The nonprofit happy hour is made possible by Beneficial State Bank, a certified B Corp that holds to a triple bottom line of social justice, environmental well-being, and economic sustainability. If your organization or business is interested in underwriting our show, please email phil at mediamakingchange.org. The Nonprofit Happy Hour is a production of the Media Institute for Social Change and KXRY Radio, X-Ray FM. Our host is Phil Bussey. Our producer is me, Rachel Miller-Howard. Archives of past shows can be found on our SoundCloud page. Questions, comments, and ideas about the show can be sent to info at mediamakingchange.org. Thanks for tuning in.